0: Hello and welcome to Itty Bitty Bible Study with It's Not a Contradiction, It's a Clause. Today we will be talking about Bible basics and it'll be pretty brief. It's just an overview because I believe you need some context when reading the Bible or it will not help you understand. Context is pretty much like background information, backstory information you need to know in order to be able to understand. Um, So we'll start with, where does the word Bible come from? The word Bible comes from the Greek word, biblia, which means books. The French French version of biblia is Bible. And eventually English speakers adopted the French word. Um, So that is why we use the term Bible today. So Bible means the books. And why does Bible mean the books? Because it is a book that is composed of several books. The Bible has 66 books. The Old Testament has 39 books. And the New Testament has 27 books. The word testament means covenant or agreement, right? And why? Are we calling it the Old Testament and the New Testament? Because the Old Testament contains God's old covenant and the New Testament contains God's new covenant. What is the old covenant and the new covenant? Well, it depends on who you ask. To the Jewish people, there is just a covenant. It's not an old covenant and a new covenant. To Christians, people believing in Christ, there is the old covenant, God made to the Jewish people, then there is the new covenant, which God made to all who believe in Jesus Christ, right? Because Jesus says, no man comes to the father, but through me. So to Christians, there is an old covenant and there is a new covenant, hence the Old Testament and the New Testament in the Christian Bible. All right. So speaking of divisions, separations, the reason the Bible has chapters and verses is to be helpful to people, right? Because without the chapters and verses, if you were looking for something, you would have to like comb through the text to find exactly what you were looking for. So they put chapters and verses in the Bible to make it easier for people to look things up. Could you imagine? Right? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? looking for the Ten Commandments and not having a chapter or verse to find it with, like you legit have to just read through the text until you found what you were looking for. You know how long that would take? That would take so long. So, I mean, chapters and verses are here to save you a whole bunch of time. However, it is noted that the way the chapters and verses were assigned was a bit arbitrary, right? A bit random. And so they are not always divided in the best way. So some people say, as a rule of thumb, when it comes to Bible interpretation to ignore the chapters and the verses. Why? Because sometimes the end of the, a chapter might actually be the beginning of the next chapter or a verse might be split in such a way that it doesn't seem like the verse before it goes with the verse after it, but it actually does. So because like when the Bible was originally written by all of its various authors, they just wrote their particular book from beginning to end. It wasn't split out into chapters and verses. So when people went, then went in and split it into chapters and verses, they did their best. You know, They tried to figure out where it should be divided and that's how they did it. But they were not always correct in, in where they were assuming things should begin and end. So next time you pick up a Bible and you read it and you're reading a verse and you're like, wait, it seems like it's something switched here. Like it was talking about this, but now it went on like this whole... Completely different sound and tangent. It's probably because whoever split that particular text into chapter and verse split it in a way where it probably should have been split a little differently. That doesn't make the Bible inaccurate in any way. It's just whoever split it, split it in the way they thought it should go, and they were a little off. Right? So, speaking of chapters and verses, we usually Call those things scripture, right? We say let's let's turn to the scripture, X, Y, and Z, right? So, the term scripture comes from the Greek word "graphê," which means writings. And when that word is uppercased, it means the writings, like you know in English. You capitalize the proper nouns, right? The writings when it's uppercase, and um, the Latin word. That comes from graph A is scriptus, right? Can you see how we get scripture? Scriptus, scripture. And it also means the writings. And when it's capitalized specifically the holy writings, the scriptures of the Bible. And you can say, well, How are we jumping from Greek to Latin to English? Like, what in the world is going on? I'll get to that. But side note, do you notice when you go to church? The pastor will say, in the Greek, the word means, or in the Greek, or in the Hebrew, the word is, right? And you're like, how do we get from us reading this English Bible to you telling me Hebrew and Greek words? You probably get the Hebrew, right? You probably get it. I mean, it's not a long shot, but you're probably like, well, why is it sometimes Hebrew? and Why is it sometimes Greek? We're getting to that, right? So the word scripture means the writings. The Old Testament, the Bible, the Old Covenant, mostly took place in, well, it took place in Africa and the Middle East. The Middle East is also known as Western Asia, and it was written in Aramaic, which eventually became Arabic, and Hebrew, Hebrew being the older of the languages between Hebrew and Arabic, but um, Hebrew and Aramaic were around Uh, during the same time right so because of where the events of the old testament took place the writers were a part of that culture and so they wrote it in their language um but the new testament it took place in some of the same regions but it also took place in different regions but the difference is by the time that the new testament was written um the Roman Empire was around. And so um, the New Testament took place in the Middle East and Africa as well, but it also took place in Southern Europe, right? It's so like Italy, Greece, all those places like that. Why? Because those all of those places were a part of the Roman Empire. And in the Roman Empire, the common language, the language that people spoke so they can communicate with one another, even though they may have been from different places, was Greek. That was the common language in the Roman Empire. So when you're in church next time or you listen to a sermon and the pastor says the Greek word for the reason they care about what the Greek word for something is, is because the New Testament was written in Greek because the Roman Empire was around And that was the language of the Roman Empire. And so the Old Testament, I mean, the New Testament, pardon me, was written in Greek so that the people of the Roman Empire, no matter if they were in Africa, the Middle East, Southern Europe, they could all understand what was written. It could be more uh, widely, um, uh, what is the term I'm looking for, Um, divvied out, let people in more places would be able to understand it if it was written in Greek instead of it still being written in Hebrew, even though people still did speak Hebrew then. But it would be more, um, if it was still written in Hebrew, it wouldn't be able to uh, spread as far as it did because it was written in Greek. And then from the Greek, it was translated into Latin. And then from Latin, it was translated into various other languages. So that's why we jumped from Hebrew to Greek to Latin to French to English. It's because of history, pretty much. (laughs) Because the events of world history and what was going on there. And certain languages were more widely known. And so um, they were then able to be translated into more languages. And that is why you will hear pastors, preachers, teachers, telling you the Hebrew and the Greek words for things and then telling you what those meanings are. And the reason they care to know what the Greek or the Hebrew word was the original word um, is because even in English or many other languages, a word can have several different definitions, right? And so they want to know what the original what, what the original text said because there may be more than one way to translate uh, what it said, right? And it may be just very slight variations between like the different definitions of a word. But knowing what those different definitions of the word are can give you kind of a better or deeper understanding of what was meant. So sometimes if you read scripture and it sounds a bit like, well, what now? Like, what are you talking about? If you then go and look up like the tricky part that you're not quite wrapping your mind around, if you go back and look up the, the word, I guess, that sticks out, that seems odd, like why would they use that word like that? If you look that up in either the Hebrew or the Greek, you will find uh, more often than that, there are several definitions um, associated with that word that was originally used. And if you substitute one of those definitions um, into like what it's saying, then you might have like an aha moment, like aha, oh, I get it now. That's what they meant. That's why they chose that, that word. How it was translated in this, this translation of the Bible, I wasn't quite getting it, but when I translated slightly differently using a slightly different, meaning for the word I understand now. So that is all for today. That was itty bitty Bible study with it's not a contradiction, it's a clause. Look forward to teaching you more next time.